mic. One, two, three. Touch mic and one, two, three. Yeah. This is Grainer Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh, plus a bean. You want to say, my name is Bean? My name is Bean. Yeah. This is the weekly roundup. Letting, let it go. It's really interesting. We had Lino on last week because. hysterical. It is because that is what we need to talk about. I am struggling with that just in general with making professional mistakes, making sometimes in cases where I'm not making a professional mistake, but I'm not just seeing it eye to eye with the client or, or, you know, Kelly, (laughs) how do you feel about this idea of letting it go? And have you been struggling with it? Okay. So interesting enough. Um, I feel like I don't know when I shifted from it, but for the first time my whole entire life this year, I am able to let things go so much faster and so much easier and walk away and feel confident in my decision. Now, people out there that know me, and I'm not going to dive into the nitty gritty, know that like I have let go of relationships and I've moved forward and I've done things and they might be, they might be like, you actually let go really quickly, but I hold on to the thought of failing and the thought of, why, or we just talked a little bit, you and I, about how I want people to understand like why I'm doing it and why it's the right decision and why, you know, or why we said this or what I always feel like I like to be on the right side of things as a person. And it's like, I want to explain myself constantly and being 45, we always get confused or I always get, am I 46? I have no idea. I'm 45. No, I think you're 45 and then you're going to be 46. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I, I think in the last year, I'm suddenly in this place where I'm like, no, I am tr- always try to show up as a kind human who takes other people's thoughts and feelings into hand. But I also am in a place where I'm not going to let myself get walked all over or make decisions that aren't best for me just because it is best for someone else or it will make someone else feel a certain way. And so I'm so much more in a place where I'm like, yep, nope, this doesn't work for me. This isn't making me feel a certain way. This is what it is. I know where I'm coming from in the situation. And I'm sorry that you're not seeing it in that way and walking away, regardless if it's a job, a client, a uh, spilled milk in the middle of target, whatever. Like I I know my intentions are pure and I am much more able to walk away. You know, part of it, Carrie could possibly be us doing this even, you know, possibly I do feel like a lot of this and in my everyday job is a lot of growth and personal development. And I think some of the podcasts that we've had, I mean, Christina Glickman, when she said, what is mine and what is yours? I use that all the time in my mind when a situation arises. Okay, what of this situation is mine and what really belongs to you from a feelings perspective? And then even Josh Pennington, when he said, I don't remember what exactly we were talking about, but he's like, I know what my intentions are. And when people come at me this way or that way or are mean or whatever... And I'm and I was like, well, what do you do with that? Like, how do you feel? 
And he was like, not very much. I don't do anything with it. So I'm sure I've learned some of that from some of our podcasts and our conversations um, and just getting older, right? You know, Kelly, I think that some of my stress with it has to do with my own imbalance, like from a, you know, my anxiety that is separate from anything that happens, right? It's just kind of there and I try to manage it. I think a lot of people struggle with like a diagnosable clinical anxiety, but they maybe don't realize it. Yeah. And so it kind of colors everything. And for me, I'm so aware and I'm aware when I'm triggered. I'm aware when my, you know, meds are keeping me really even and when they're not, you know? So for me, when I make a mistake professionally, which doesn't happen super often, and maybe also because I'm not in a position where I have a boss. Uh, listen, I was thinking about this. Yeah. I was thinking about this, you never having a boss. Um, yeah. I feel like you and everybody else who has a regular job, where you have a boss, you have a structure, you have people under you, you have people over you. I think this like kind of like small time fucking up on projects on a call on a zoom it happens like every single day in in a corporate setting in a business setting and because of that you and all those types of people are really you have more tolerance for it maybe okay so it's super interesting to me that you now one I know that you're a perfectionist um yeah we <laughs> I uh recovering perfectionist I'm hoping not to be my whole life okay recovering I wouldn't really say you're recovering I'm yet. recovering oh, yeah no I don't think so either <laughs> we can talk more about that um I don't think you're recovering I think that you're for sure a perfectionist in all ways which is Bennett like obviously that's a huge um it's a, it's obviously a, a plus to be that way. I wish I was more that way. Um, but I don't, I can't think of anything that you have fucked up in at all. Yeah. It's maybe my perception of it. Yeah. I, I don't even know how that you think so. Maybe it's my perception of like not reading the room and then misspeaking, but I definitely, have a perception of me messing up. And when I have that perception that I've fucked something up in a way where I feel like I'm going to burn a bridge or that person's not going to want to work with me again, I definitely, then all my other stuff, like my anxiety, it just kicks in and brings me to a place where it shouldn't be. When you go in and do a project or you're teaching an aerial class, it's so ingrained in who you are and what you're doing every single day that it's just like brushing your teeth probably. Um, and us venturing into new things, you can overthink, right? Like what's going on or, or all the things, but I can't think of anything that you've screwed up now. I agree that like when you work from eight to five every day and you're in the trenches, there are mistakes at, in the moment. Like, you know what I mean? Constantly from training call to conversation to when an email goes out or a post that you do that has a word misspelled. Like it just is happening constantly. So you have to be able to just 
not include it. Let oh, I'll give you a good example, Kelly. Yeah. And I've gotten over this because I've been blogging for years, right? I'm yeah. telling you, in the first year that I was blogging, if I send an email out to my very modest list of like thousand emails, yeah. and I had a grammatical error, I would not be able to let that go for an entire day. And that is bananas. The reason why that is bananas is because number one, nowadays, how many emails do we get in our inbox? Yeah. It's not like the old days where you read all your emails or you even read it with any type of like concentration, especially if it's like a recreational email, like, you know, like your hobby is Ariel and your Ariel teacher is sending you five tips. Totally. <laughs> like it's bananas because it also makes the rest of your day less productive. Um, I've also talked to like, there's, there's a couple of ladies in my field that have bigger businesses than me. One being Jill Franklin. She has this company called Ariel Physique. And then my boss, Rachel, they have um, this company, Womack and Bowman. And they both say to me, perfect is the enemy of done. Yeah. And I have to like literally mantra that shit out to myself because I will. So I've gotten better, but it's too slow. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't get mad at grammatical, small grammatical errors on my blog anymore for as long. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I would not. I mean, you wouldn't think about that, right? Well, no, not even that. But uh, me, I in life make so many mistakes all the time and it's because I move too fast I do too many things and but I honestly don't think if I took three things off my plate that would change because I think Mm. as a person I am just someone who will always move fast and and do too many things so I'm not meant to be an editor I'm not meant to you know do all you know to overthink in general, but yeah, I perfect is the enemy of done. I'm, I think I've been living that mantra my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also as a, when you become a mom and if you're a mom for so long, it has to be because then you'll never get anything done because nothing's ever perfect. Okay. Here's an example we can talk about. So me and Kelly were working on a potential contract for an event and, um, Kelly had a bananas week and a lot of times that's what happens. She has a a job with a boss and and a salary and all that. And I don't. So a lot of times during that like nine to five time during Monday through Friday, I'll kind of like take some of the calls and stuff, you know, if she just has no, she doesn't have enough time. And so on this particular contract, I kind of took the ball and I have still a performer's mindset and Kelly has more of a producer's mindset. I'm learning more of that producer's mindset. And because of that, I think it kind of went into a direction where I I guess the way I can describe it is I feel like I didn't drive the car correctly, right? I could have driven it differently, like led, led the whole project in a different way. Before we even got perfectionist overthinking, keep going. I I want to let you. But this, but this is where this is where I started to believe in my whole heart that I that I totally fucked up. Like we had this conversation. Yeah. And um, 
And it just stays with me. And it is part of the reason why this whole month I've been in a funk because I beat myself up about it. And Kelly is just like, okay, we're just going to like kind of like fix course correct. And, and, and that's it. But, but listen, in hindsight, you also know that, you know, I think that regardless, I think that it's like saying that you didn't drive the car directly and the car was part of the problem and it didn't have one wheel and it didn't have a brake and <laughs> it had it had a full tank but the gas wasn't getting to the engine like there was no this was that situation wouldn't have even mattered if it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> if i had like my my map correctly it wouldn't have mattered but that's not what mattered in in my body obviously so yeah you know um I also have to say that what comes into play with this for me a lot is my upbringing. Like I am from a very traditional Chinese family. The mantra in my family growing up was, oh my God, if you mess up, what are we going to do? Which is terrible, a terrible message for a child. Do you think about those things when you're raising bean? Oh yeah. I like make sure to say, you know, mistakes are how we learn. Yeah. We're not perfect. We're not supposed to be perfect. It's, don't worry. Like she'll get, I don't know where she gets it. It's so weird how she gets it. Like she, if she'll spill, spill milk or spill water. She'll get really upset. And I'm like, oh my God, did I do this to my child somehow through ESP? Like, <laughs> like how does she, is this in her DNA already? And then, you know, it's like, you know, being, it's no big deal. We'll clean it up. Let's clean up together, you know? Yeah. So I'm very conscious of that because I do not think that, and, you know, not like digging on my parents, they were raised that way. Yeah. So then they just kind of pass that on. And my mom has a lot of anxiety. And I think that when she has said that to me in the past, it was based on like big mess ups. Yeah. Not spilled milk. It, it was more about like big life choices, but it kind of... It, tinted everything for me. And then on top of that, who knew my partner is even more of a perfectionist than me. Yeah, that's it. And I didn't realize this. And now I realize this and I'm like, oh my God, how could I find somebody who's even more perfectionist than me? But he is. So terribly enough, um, <laughs> I also, so I'm transitioning because Sal's home. Like, yes, congratulations. Yeah, I'm so excited. But we are both OCD crazy. Well, you came to my house. I have some issues. Oh, yeah. It is super clean. I have some issues. But he (laughs) is, take that up 10 notches. I have no idea how to even take that up a notch. Um, But I see him like tooling around the house, like wiping. And I'm like, yeah, so it, it's. We're both that way. Now we're both that way in certain things. Cause I can be a perfectionist, which everyone that's listening that knows me is like, what is she talking about? Perfectionist. For me, it's not being a perfectionist. It's that I'm super structured and organized in a sense to survive. And I don't like chaos around me. If there's chaos around me, then my mind just can't focus. And so I have to have things a certain way for me to thrive. <laughs> 
And so it's not really about being a perfectionist. It's that I thrive when things are a certain way. And I know that about myself. Like the podcast, for example, when Kelly and I first started this and I had to learn how to produce a podcast. Yeah. Oh my God. The conversations we'd get into. I was thinking about this the other day too. Yes. Because it would be like, I would think things are fine. And he'd be like, you can't, you can't put this up. Yeah. And I would be like, but why? He's like, do you hear how bad this is? And then he has the, the ears of like, of like a dog, (laughs) like a dog who hears everything. Like he has, you know, he's an audio person. Yeah. That's his, what he does. That's his, that's his thing. And he hears everything. And so even now he does the mastering of our podcast. And I think it's mostly because he cannot, what is it when you're just like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> like, like, uh, like if it's not done, like if it, it's not done right, you know, I have yeah. to do it myself type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I'm so grateful for his like talent and his, and the work he puts into it. But I mean, we got in so many disagreements because I was like, we got to put this thing out. And he's like, he's like, it's terrible sound quality wise. He's not talking about the content. Yeah. And so, no, it was, it was, uh, that was, that was, you know, and I think he's calmed down about it. And I think I've gotten better at producing and then we kind of meet at the middle. Yeah. And we figured out a little bit more too, for sure. Yes. Yes. But, you know, but I totally agree. I was thinking about like the mic and the, all the things, right? Like the panic that I would be in. That, that we would put you in because we're like, the sound quality has to be a certain way. And Kelly's like, holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, what can I do from over here? Yeah. I mean, so I think three topics that are happening right now on this is anxiety, which you've shared a little bit that you have that and it's it rears its ugly head here and there and I think for sure getting to know even you better like stress um your perfectionism aligned with all of the the other things that you do and we can only control what we control can control right so um we don't know what that person's going to do or say. Um, and we have, you have to show up in life. Like you have to counter that always, which you know what, that also goes back to a full-time job. Your, your job for the most part is leading, teaching, being in charge. Yeah. um, Which which you don't get in trouble a lot because you're in charge. Yeah. And, and even really too, like you are doing projects here and there, but you show up on a set expecting to be directed to a sense, I'm sure as an aerialist or a dancer, like in those moments, you have, your mindset's a little bit different because you're expecting for a director to push you in a certain direction and, and you expect that. Right. Mm -hmm. But for these types of things, you know, every day, all day long, I'm interacting with 150 people. (laughs) That's an exaggeration, but someone asks me a question a certain way. Someone asks me this. I send someone this. I get on a call with someone. If I had a feeling about each one of those situations, I would would be 
No, you wouldn't survive. You would be completely unproductive. And what is it when you're just frozen? You know, like just yeah. incapacitated. I Yeah. I, and I think that I don't have, I've not built up the tolerance for that because yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a place where I'm not having, you know, I'm, I'm not in that position a lot. And so when I have been recently, it's like, I have no tolerance for it, right? you know? And so this is me gaining that tolerance because, you know, as I'm coming out of a, you know, Kelly, it, it just transfers from one thing to another because when I was a performer, we've talked about this a million times. If I mess up the head spin that I would go to, like the, the self, like, 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 oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. Why am I even hired for this? Yeah. It's throughout my whole life. It just is around different things now. And so it's a lot of the self-work that I need to do. And it is very much, very much seated in my upbringing, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I, you know, my parents did their best and they had what they had, you know, but this idea as, as a, you know, growing kid that you can't make mistakes. I, I really do feel like that is what puts me in a sense of um, just in like incapacitated in the moment. I think along with what is mine, what is yours, anxiety, letting it go. Like I used to spin about something and, and I have the perfect example that I've used forever is I remember being in a meeting um, at my past job, the owner founder of the whole works was in there and I said something and I could, t- could tell from the read of the room that what I said was, I, I, want, I don't want to say stupid because I was sharing an idea, but a silly idea, something dumb. And I could feel the read of the room. And then I, from her response, it was like, I, what, what are you talking about? Like, why would you? And, and like two hours later, I said to my friend who worked worked there also like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I said that it was so stupid. Like she was in there, like what an idiot I am. Then at dinner, like probably five hours after this meeting, right. Or six hours after this meeting at dinner, I'm like, Oh my gosh, listen, like, why did I open my mouth? Why did I say that in that meeting today? She probably thinks I'm such an idiot. And, um, my friend Caroline, I'll shoot Caroline a text and say, Hey, I talked about you. Caroline said, Kelly, she left that meeting and she did not think about you or your comment. The, after the second that you said it, you're not the center of all people's worlds and she doesn't care. Like she's not thinking about you. She's not, she's not eating her dinner right now thinking like, wow, that Kelly McKay said something really stupid in the meeting today. Like, why on earth do I have her on board? Nobody cares. No one's thinking about you. Like, that's why I, like, you are not on everyone's minds. And I say that at dance too, because I always feel like at conventions and stuff, like sometimes dancers won't like really put themselves out there. And I'm like, if you go up on that stage and dance or in, in my other job, Hugh and Grace, like if you go out and you reach out to someone and you ask them to join this amazing company and they say no, or you go on stage and you slip or no one's, no one's thinking about you four hours later. They actually don't care. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 
But no. we get so wrapped up in it and, and are anxious in our mind and like we screwed it up and what, but in the whole scheme of things, we're only putting that on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a lifetime of, of, uh, working through this for me because, yeah. um, the other thing that I learned when I was in college from my grand professor, Paul Dawson, that I talk about here and there yeah. is, uh, we talked, I think we did a class in like, um, not debate, but conflict resolution. Okay. And he was saying, if you mess up, you immediately do the things you need to do for damage control immediately. Yeah. And then let it go. Yes. That's it. Do the damage control and then let it go. Own up to your mistake if you believed truly that you could have done something differently. And I don't know. There might be something in me where, where I think that there's definitely something in me where it's like, okay, if you make a mistake, nothing's forgivable. And, you know, this is, this is from the mouth of my mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like nothing's forgivable. But actually, you know what? Things are forgivable. I just don't believe it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think it's different to like kind of mess up and then not own up to it. That's different. But I'm willing to own up to things. Even the letting go of, I mean, this year, um, because we're going on over a year, right, of the podcast, is we, you and I have also learned about, um, you know, what we sometimes think we're sharing and that people's perceptions or what they bring, you know, when they listen as a listener, what they bring is theirs, right? So it's what's going on in their life, how they're feeling, how they're thinking. And then they interpret what, what we think we're saying in a different way, perhaps. But we, you know, I personally have had some moments that were tough for, that, you know, someone's like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have said this, whatnot. And I feel very much that I owned it we fixed it as a team. I apologized. I learned from it. And then after that, I have to let go of that situation that I owned it. I apologized, fixed it. And then what that person does from there is, is their theirs and not mine. And I have to let it go. No, but it's, it's definitely like something that I'll, I'll probably be, be like working on for, forever maybe when I'm like 80 years old I'll feel like I figured this out I don't know maybe not I mean listen all of the things that we do are on the path for us to figure it out right and all right everyone thanks so much for joining us today we appreciate you can you say we appreciate you I appreciate you very good if you check the notes, uh, there is discount codes for Hue and Grace and Vibrant Body Company. Honor us with the five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcast. We will love you forever. Bean, can you say thanks so much? Thanks so much. This is Greener Grass, a podcast. Can you say Greener Grass? Podcast. Podcast. All right, guys. See you next time.